Welcome to Japan according to Akio. Everything you wanted to know or didn't think you needed to know about Japan. With me, your host Akio, living in Japan since 2004 and giving you the lowdown on what it's like to live in and around Tokyo. Yo, what's going on, everyone? Welcome to episode 153 of the podcast. This is just a straight up review of the Black Experience Japan interview I heard、um, that really moved me to speak on、um, international relationships here in Japan. I think it's a real case study of what not to do in a lot of different situations for a lot of different reasons. And I tried to give my unique perspective and,、um, on what was going on, you know. so... Definitely, before you、um, listen to this episode, again, just take your time, listen to the whole fucking interview that's going to be linked in the description wherever you're listening or watching this, and then you'll be able to understand、uh, my perspective on things. I think a lot more, and it'll give you a lot more insight and hopefully spare you some of the pain that、um, the, this person had to go through and you know, the ripple effect that I think. Um, these kind of situations cause, you know, so hopefully karmically I've been able to prevent some crazy wild shit from happening somehow in the universe by sitting through this shit. <laughs> so, alright, whatever. Enjoy. Yo, everyone, what's going on? Welcome to episode 153 of the podcast. It's been a while. My bad.、Um, it's tax season. Can't front. <laughs> I'm doing taxes, you know.、Um, in Japan, I got to do my US taxes. I got to do my Japanese taxes. I got taxes all over the place I got to do. So that's what I've been up to these past couple of weeks. I had、uh, some more issues with my dog.、Um, my dog was a little mini insomniac for a little while. So、um, he was getting nervous at night.、I、had to figure that out too. I was asleep. I wasn't getting any sleep for a couple of nights, plus doing taxes, plus doing a bunch of shit. So, you know, it just wasn't、uh, in the cards for me to really record、uh, the previous week, but I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back.、Um, tonight, what am I drinking? I got a little bit of this、um, shit. I don't even know. What is it called? Kyushu, Kyushu no Fudo. It's a long ass name. I'm, not even, I'm just going to hold it up to the camera because、um, it's in Romaji. It's in, written in English and. I'm just not trying to read the whole thing, but it's really, really good. This is really good.、Um, you can see it's almost done. I've been drinking it for the past few days.、Um, I'm just going to open this up and just drink the, from the bottle, sorry, just because、um, you know, it's just a little bit left over. And I got something, a small little chew high、uh, that one of my students gave me. But, mm, mm. oh man, this is, this is like really good sake. Like, this is really good sake. Probably some of the. Yeah, fuck, some, some of the best sake I've ever, I've ever drunk. Really smooth, fruity,、mm. dry but crisp.、Uh, yeah, it's KID. KID. I wish I could read the kanji. Yamada something. Yamada. Yamada something. I don't know, but, but it's good. It's, it's really good. Um. Yeah, Japanese rice.、Uh, no, sorry. Honestly, like, this is,、um, I swapped out sake with a buddy and he gave me this. And whoo!、Mm. He told me it was good quality. And fuck, he was right, man, because this shit is dope. 
So um, I definitely appreciate good sake. You can see I kind of enjoyed it. Um, normally I don't drink it from the bottle. Uh, please don't do that. But just because it's just like a little bit left over, um, I'm just going to finish it up now before I get started. I'm sorry. Just watch me drink for a couple of seconds. People on audio, my bad. Mm. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that. Ooh. Ooh, okay. And uh, also I have a little chew high. Let me crack this. There's a little baby fucking chew high that um one of my students gave me. Thank you, though. I appreciate it. Yeah. It's a lemon. This is actually a good chew high, but the chew high you heard me drink before. Mm. It's fucking garbage, but this is actually good. It's, you know, really pretty mild. So I'll sip on that while I talk to you guys. So tonight, um... Yeah, yeah, so my dog's been insomniac recently. I've been doing taxes all over the goddamn place. Like, you know, that's pretty much um, the main things that have been going on with me these past couple of weeks. Let me make sure I am recording correctly. Yes, which I am. Okay, uh, sorry about that. Um, So tonight, we're going to do something different. Like, I've been thinking about this episode. I've been not looking forward to this episode actually <laughs> um for <laughs> because uh what i have for you guys is um okay um so a few weeks ago i was watching a uh, interview with uh, a youtuber a black youtuber based in japan called the, he does a youtube channel called the black experience japan which is i, re I highly recommend i'll probably i'll link to what I'm going to talk about here. Check his site out. Subscribe to it. It's really interesting. He's of Caribbean descent. So, you know, he has that spin on it as well. Really well done. He puts a lot of time and energy into it. Unlike the bullshit that I do, as you know. <laughs> but, um, but, um, yeah, he interviewed this guy, a guy named Bones. Really, you know, I, I, before I start talking, really seems like a really, really nice guy. Like the type of guy who I would, if I was out, I'd want to have a drink with. I want to have a conversation with. But like his story struck me so much. Like I had to, it, it, I had to record something on it. Um, just, just because like I felt bad hearing his situation, but not bad in a traditional way. So basically what happened was this guy, he was sharing his experiences in Japan in international relationships and he was married twice. Um, you know, both situations really did not end ideally for him. Uh, and he was just kind of sharing his story, what happened and things like that. I'm not going to retread everything that, that, uh, that happened with him. Uh, I was thinking like I was going to rewatch it and take more detailed notes. And I just didn't have the heart to watch the whole thing again. And I'll tell you why. Because basically like his story, you know, was told from his perspective. But there are three sides to every story. I'm, I firmly believe that. There's his side, there's the Japanese side, and there's the truth, which is somewhere in the middle. Now, I'm not saying I'm going to be the truth teller in this, but... Um, what I would like to do is add another perspective from his side because I can kind of I feel like I'm in the position where I can see all three sides and not the truth, but neutrally. So I can understand his perspective in the situation, but also I can understand the Japanese perspective in this situation. I believe I can. And, um, you know, I, I kind of want to give some perspective from that because i think it his story even though it was really really pained me to, to listen to it you have no idea like i cringed the whole time because 
as he was telling his story, I could hear what he was saying. I knew what was coming next. When he would set up an event or a situation, uh, a relationship, I was just like, fuck. In my, you know, I was like, dude, why are you doing this? You know, because I know what was, was coming down the line. And so, you know, I, I kind of want to um, set this situation in the context especially talking about relationships with japanese women and things like that it's pretty much a story of what not to do on so many levels and i'm going to break it down on a lot of different levels you know for people who are thinking after the pandemic is finished who who come to japan or who you know are in relationships or dating someone now and like you know drop some some gems spit some of the game that that you know um i've observed i've heard and some advice that i get i can kind of give to um some of my co-workers or people around me mm, mm, currently and i think this is really an important case study in a lot of different the different things that i think about talk about um and some of the advice i give to people so before i get started with this you know if you haven't, it's a, it's a long interview. It's a long interview. It's a long story. It's like an hour long interview. Um, I encourage you, you know, before you go through what I'm going to, my review of this, stop, take your time and listen to his story, you know, just so that you have some context. Cause I'm not going to go through all of the events of, of what he's talking about. I'm just going to give my, you know, breakdown of it. And I think that will make things go a lot smoother for you. Uh, and just all around, you know, because honestly, I, I, I even I'm getting like fucking chest pains even thinking about um, watching. I, I wanted to watch the whole thing again and take notes as I watched, but I just couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it, sit through it again because, you know, again, like his his story is please think like as you're watching it, it's not an easy story to listen to. But also for me, it's through times three because i can also imagine what's going on in the japanese side his side plus you know what both sides aren't doing i'm just i just felt like i was just like in the middle of that shit like so it was just like ugh. okay um of course i got my my pad here my memo pad so pretty much you know and again like the, please don't get this misconstrued screwed i really went back and forth about about doing this because um He's a black man, you know, and again, he really seems like a really chill kind of dude. So um, anything I say here is not to bash him at all, like, you know, um, not to talk down on him at all. Like, it's just really to give some context to his situation and hopefully um, give some advice to some, some of you guys out here that that would help you guys prevent some of the pain that he had to go through. And I, I would hope that, you know, if he does have a chance to listen to this sometime in the future, you will understand why I'm why I'm doing this. You know, again, it's not to bash you at all. If there is anything that might come across as negative, it's not negative. You know, it is, um, you know, more of, yeah, fuck it. I'll just explain it, whatever. You, you know what I'm saying. All right. So, so to set things up, if, if you know, so again, stop, listen to it. Okay, I'm assuming that you all have listened to. Mm, I need a drink for this. Hold on. Mm. Mm. I need more than that shit. Okay, <sighs> okay. So, I, I I imagine that you all have have listened through the whole thing at this point, and that's what I'm assuming. So, in his story, you know, he's living in London and. 
and he meets his first wife. Again, I'm I'm going by based on memory just because I, I listened to this like a week and a half ago, I believe. So um, if I get some details wrong, my apologies, but um, just bear with me. So it, from according to my memory, he, he met his wife in London while she was attending Cambridge University. Now, first off, what I want to say is, um, you know, in his... I know from certain experiences, my Cambridge is a really uh, elite school. My my first assumption, hearing that she went to Cambridge, not knocking her at all, but she did study abroad at Cambridge or did a language school within Cambridge University, but not like accepted into like elite Cambridge University type situation. It's kind of what I'm thinking, just because. Um, you know, how she, the time that she was there, um, the circumstances that they met, from what it sounded like, that's what the feeling that I generally get, the type of the, the type of girl it kind of seems that she was. Um, you know, yeah, just a, you know, young college girl went there for language studies or whatever, or study abroad, I, I forgot exactly, but I met him, you know, I forgot how they met, but met him, started dating. Um, I would imagine met through some kind of something related to nightlife. I, I, he didn't say explicitly, but he's from the Caribbean, so I get, imagine like reggae culture. He DJed. I imagine like reggae culture, you know, dance hall maybe even was something what he was involved in. I imagine there was some connection with that, you know, and yeah, that's how they linked up. Now, the first, his, um, for me, the first red flag that I heard, like big red flag, was while they were in england she proposed to him right and um first off i would imagine it seemed like there were there were some language issues in all of the women that he dealt with um so i imagine her english was pretty was okay you know but not like high 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 level because a lot of the times if you notice like a lot of the paperwork or issues or things like that he talked about he was like yeah it just wasn't really explained to him or whatever whatever that indicates to me that you know she could speak english um at maybe an intermediate level probably you know everyday conversations dates stuff like that but as far as when real life shit hit, she wasn't able, they weren't able to communicate at all. And, you know, he really lacked the Japanese skill and she lacked the English skill for them to, you know, sufficiently explain like the shit that needed to be explained in everyday life. So as a girlfriend, as a chick, you're in your 20s, you're just dating, you're hanging out, you're fucking like, you know, hey, that's cool. But when you go deeper into life, that's when the problems come up. And the first thing is her proposing to her is for me is a huge red flag. Why? Because she proposed to him in London, which means for me that she wanted to stay in England. She didn't want to come back to Japan. She wanted to live in London with him and live her fantasy life abroad was kind of her her kind of goal it, you know not malicious not planning just like that's what it was like oh it'll be so nice i'm having so much fun here and you know life is so great here i feel so free here this guy is so cool i want to stay here forever if i get married i can get a visa and i can stay here forever and live happy yay it's kind of probably what the fuck she was thinking like you know but not really thinking practically about it you know but just like that age like that's kind of the line of thought like i went through the same shit with my wife i never talked about it here I, i'll talk about it you know when i dated my wife when we were in her early 20s she she asked me to like move to okinawa with her like i think within the first year that we um met you know and i was like 
I thought about it for a second, but I was like, eh, nah, I ain't doing that, you know. But later on in life, I and, and a few other times, like, oh, wouldn't it be great if we went to Canada together? We should move here. We should move here. And it's kind of fantasy talk, you know. That's what it is. Like it's fantasy talk. Like me being a little bit moving around the world, understanding the practicalities of doing this type of shit. I kind of shut it down. I gave it a little bit of a second thought, but I shut it down, you know, um, not in a mean way, but just like, eh, not really. But if, you know, but this is where Bones fucked up because he followed her down this rabbit hole, you know. And again, I'm guessing that maybe it was because of language differences, you know, cultural differences that, you know, he's like, hey, you want to get married? He's a cool kind of chill dude. Well, all right, fuck it. Let's do it. Let's do it. You know, that kind of, hey, fuck it. Let's do it kind of situation with regular Japanese people doesn't really go well, you know, in my opinion, especially if you're talking about young people. Um, so, so, you know, mm. but I would imagine, you know, she might not have been able to communicate exactly that she wanted to stay in England and they ended up moving back to Japan. Right. Now, I believe when they moved back into Japan, this is where I can't remember exactly, like they got an apartment or some shit like that. I can't remember if they lived with his first wife's parents or whatever, but whatever, they were living together. Now, him living together, it seemed to me like, you know, he came to Japan and was just like, fuck it, roll the dice, whatever. But, you know, he was DJing and he was just relying on DJing, which isn't really going to pay the bills. You know, of course, like... If you're in um, in the West, like, hey, you know, you, you might be getting living out your dreams and keeping your dreams alive and want trying to do it. But remember, I said Japanese people can give a fuck about your dreams, right? I've said this before, and this is one of the situations that's true. You Remember, Japan is very much not about tomorrow. It's about today. What is happening today? And so what I believe happened is, you know, when the reality of everyday life in Japan hit, you know, and, you know, she's got to explain to her parents how she suddenly came back from London and married to this fucking foreign dude who's a DJ. Whoa. You know, again, Japan's a very conservative country, you know, and, and, and just like him being confused why he, he, of course he met the mom. I believe he met the mom and in both situations, I believe he meets the mom and the mom's like cheerful. Hey, whatever. Remember the mother's a social lubricant, right? So, the mother's always going to put on a, a, a positive face on everything. Whenever you meet a Japanese mom, you're going to think she loves you and she is your best fucking friend in the world. Even if in her mind she's like, oh, fuck, this dude is trouble for my daughter. She's going to put a positive face on it to create an atmosphere that is the social lubricant between her daughter and the husband. That's what she's that's her job to make the atmosphere as easy as possible, even if she's in the camp of yeah fuck this dude she's unless she's really like fuck this motherfucker she's gonna try her best to make a peaceful situation so that there's no outburst there's no nothing and then behind closed doors when everyone goes into the separate corners then you know all the bullshit starts so i believe he met the mother-in-law and of the first wife but he met the father one time in the car but already started just like some piece of dust flying somewhere um but Already, like, you know, you got to understand meeting the parents. Remember, I think Bones, he went into the situation with his perspective about life, you know, but he wasn't really prepared for um, 
the nuances of Japanese culture, which I don't blame him for because there's no playbook for this shit, which is kind of why I'm doing what I'm doing. I'm trying to, you know, lay down some kind of ground rules for you guys just to know what you're stepping into because I ain't know what the fuck I was stepping into. But the good news is, like, I had some situations in my college life and things like that. Like, I won't even get into, but kind of made me um, be a bit more open-minded to culture shock in... um, I, I basically I got all that out of my system beforehand. So um, even though I was wild as fuck when I came here, I had already been out of my element for basically almost half a decade in college. So I was already more comfortable slipping into Japanese society and figuring out my place and, and understanding the lay of the line. I didn't come in here with my, I mean, I, of course I did to some extent, but you know, um, with my set philosophy on the way the world works in Japan, but it's completely different. So it sounds like him, he was like, yo, why am I not meeting the dad? Why am I, but you know, he, maybe his wife couldn't really explain to him how big of a deal it is to meet the dad. And before you meet the dad, you need to get your shit together, you know? And that's why I think him meeting the dad didn't go well because in the dad's mind, like, if you're like, are you in a position to take care of my daughter? you have a remember it's not just about having a job I mean, he was doing like some dj shit left and right whatever whatever but he's not pulling in a steady paycheck you know unless you're doing something to put in a steady paycheck with insurance with a retirement plan generally speaking like the average japanese uh, family is gonna i hate to use the word but look down on you you know or but the important point no i'm gonna take that back not look down on you have doubts and doubts in japan questions in japan is fucking poison right like japanese people don't like to not know they want to know everything like do you that's what you need to understand japanese people want to understand shit completely so they want to understand your career path your place in society and how secure the situation is for their daughter in most situations we're talking about daughter i'm a guy we're talking about daughter that's just the way it is right so in most situations you're not going to come into this country like that so you know it's kind of a you're fighting an uphill battle as the boyfriend is fine but when you start moving into the marriage category that's where the issues really start to pop up and i don't think bones was you know he has that easygoing attitude so he wasn't really didn't really understand that which is also why i think like the language there was a big language issue between him and his first wife because she, i don't think she was in the position to really be able to explain shit to him she was just kind of like smiley he 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 whatever whatever and just you know because he said like he had a bunch of um of um mm, divorce papers and yes Japan marriage and divorce are very simple. It's just a piece of paperwork, you know. Um, that's all it is. It's just a piece of paperwork, you know. One one sheet of paper to get married at the legally, you know, um, at the um, city office. So, but the mother-in-law giving him all the divorce papers, giving her, giving her daughter all of the divorce papers, means like every time she sees the mom, like you you really need to divorce this guy. You really need to divorce this guy. Not because he's a bad apple, but because he can't provide you the stable life that we want you to have that's what it is you know that's what it is i mean she, you know she remember she she think about it from the parents perspective because more than likely the parents paid for her to go to london 
You pay for your daughter to go to London. She comes back with a fucking DJ. I mean, not even saying he's a black guy, but just he's a DJ. Basically, uh, the way you got to think about it, he comes back. She comes back with, you know, uh, basically an, an illiterate jobless immigrant. That's what it is from their perspective. And um, what I mean, I'm not saying he's illiterate, calling him stupid or anything like that. I'm an illiterate immigrant. If you think about it, remember, I said I my Japanese is pretty good, but I read and write at an elementary school level here. You know, my Japanese isn't perfect. So for the most part, I'm an illegal immigrant that writes and reads at an elementary school level. That's what it is. And so fresh off the boat. You're in a you're not. I'm sorry. Not, did I say illegal? Okay, whatever. I've been drinking. You're you're an immigrant. Um, that um that um, you know, has come into this country, and you can't speak the language. You can't write the language. You can't read the language. You can't communicate with her parents. So as parent, you know, you don't have a steady job. So in a conservative country, those are red flags. And, you know, you don't want, you, you, you have all these like ordinary Japanese guys all over the place. Like you'd prefer your daughter to marry someone like that instead of like someone, you know, who's got all these fucking question marks all over their head because all you want her to do is settle down, get a house, have some babies and have a fucking standard at typical ass life. That's all you really want. So, you know, I could understand why the father-in-law had a negative impression of him automatically because before you meet the father-in-law, it's better ideal for you to have your situation set. Any girl that wants to introduce you to her parents before your situation is set, it's not a good idea. And, you know, I, I mean, like I, again, I met my in-laws early on because we lived so close because of proximity. And, you know, I think I'm the exception to the rule just because well the situation went but i've heard some stories where it hasn't gone so well and i can imagine from the japanese perspective why it wouldn't go so well so just you know if you are in a relationship and your girlfriend doesn't want you know that is a very big deal your girlfriend introducing you to her parents especially her father means hey mom and dad this is the guy i want to marry that's what she's saying to them this is it this is what we're getting this is what you're getting She's presenting that person to you. And typically it's going to be the mom first. You know, the mom is like the warm up, the preliminary act. She'll, she's the, she's the scout. She'll get the reconnaissance, you know, but again, her job is a social lubricant. So you're, she's going to be like, Oh, Hey, Oh my God. Everything you say is going to be amazing. Everything, you know, she's going to, even if her mind, she's like, Oh shit. You know, she, her job is to put a strong face on it. So you not in a negative way, but you can't take what she says for granted, you know, you have to understand like and then that's going to get reported back to the dad and the dad will ask questions make judgments and then based on that my typical father will either be probably not curious to meet you or be highly skeptical to meet you i doubt the typical father will be enthusiastic to meet you at this point in time in japanese history you know unless you really have your shit together like you're working for a bank you know a major company you were brought over here for xyz if your situation is already minted 
yeah, okay, you know, or you got a dope job in your home country, you've come back to meet them, something like that. But if you're just here doing your thing and you got you you meet somebody, you guys like each other, yeah, you know, um, that could get kind of rough for you. Sorry, I'm getting sidetracked, but okay. Yeah, yeah, he's not a typical Japanese guy. Yep, not say work. Okay, so that's that. I think you know. Again, um, he I, I forgot the situations of how his first marriage end ended, but you know, I think he just got the fuck out of Dodge eventually, and that's the way it was. The second relationship. Oh my gosh, it made me cringe so goddamn much. <sighs> Where do I begin with this shit? Bones, bones, bones. Mm. Part of this shit was your fault, man. A good amount of this shit was your fault. I don't, I'm not blaming him. I'm just telling him, like, this shit was his fault, man. Because, okay. So, I believe, if I'm if my memory serves me correctly, he comes to Tokyo, gets a job in a nightclub, meets a second girl, meets a second girl, right? First reflect, again, my, my image tells me he was working at a reggae club as staff and met her, I think, eventually. So... Which means, like, you know, he wasn't making a whole lot of money, but maybe making enough to survive. Um, and meets this girl who likes him, of course, because he's the cool guy working at a nightclub, of course. You know, you know, like, you got a little style. I told you, when I if I go to any club related to black people, related to black culture, I'm automatically the man. I automatically have girls sizing me up as soon as I hit the fucking door. That's what it is. But I know better than to understand that the, these girls are only looking at my visual aesthetic. It's like I'm I'm a fucking for the most part I'm a pair of sh- I'm similar to a pair of shoes. I'm similar to you know a hat or an accessory. It's like oh wow that would look so great on me. <laughs> it looks so great on me on top of me. <laughs> no, but literally on my arm walking down the street. You know, not using me, but it's a superficial type of relationship. And, hey, you know, he got into that type of relationship. And, you know, he fucked up because he got her pregnant. That's where he really fucked up. Again, as a boyfriend, it's cool. But her reaction said it all. She started crying and freaking out because she knew. She knew. As soon as she got pregnant, shit got real. Her Japanese practicality kicked in. And she instantly knew that they were in no position to provide for that baby. That's why she was freaking out. He was happy. He was like, oh, great, whatever. In the West, yeah, we'll figure it out together. We're partners. But in Japan, it's different. It's different. She knew she was in deep shit with her parents. She knew she was in deep shit money-wise. And she knew she was deep in deep shit with him because of their language difference, which is more than likely present. So she knew all around she was in deep fucking doo-doo. That's why she freaked out. Right. So um, I believe they they started living together. This is where, you know, um, this is where it gets kind of murky for me because somehow he started living with the in-laws. And again, for me, I believe he lived with the in-laws because the parents in law understood this guy doesn't he doesn't have money to provide a stable family for her. Fuck, we got to take her in. We got to take them in because there's, no, you know, she's crying to her parents like they're like her mom. They're like, what are you going to do? Fuck, I don't know. Fine. Fuck, come live with us. But of course, Bones doesn't really have. He, it seems like he, he couldn't really see it from that perspective. He's like, oh, great. Wait, we have a place to stay. We're all happy family. Great. But. Nabra, 
Nah, bro. Nah, bro. Them taking you in is automatically a strike against you. Automatically a strike against you. Like, like you know, I've had situations where, you know, um, and, and even my, my situation now, I'll say now, like we're living together and things like that, um, it's gone very smoothly, you know, but this is the rare exception. You know, I'm a very rare exception. I think you know, just just the quality of the relationship with uh, me and my my wife's family, just how everything goes has gone down without a fucking hiccup. Like, yeah, you know, <clears throat> I mean, I, I went through like one thing when in the time where I was in a down period, but that was more me psychologically, you know, getting my shit together. Um, but as far as like their questions about me, that has never really existed. You know, it's more of like, thank you for, for coming, you know, into our daughter's life. And I don't think that was really typical at all. Um, so, so yeah, so yeah. So him living with, with you know, and, and the father-in-law, for I remember, he was a bucho, which means he's kind of like a department manager. Excuse me. Um, pretty, you know, whatever type of company, he was pretty high up, probably had some, some money, some status, whatever. But, you know. Yeah, it, it, you know, he was talking about the mother, the father and the mother kind of basically living separate lives. That's what happens in these typical relationships. If you think about it, because the father and the father in law, he retired, you know, he up to this time. He's I hear this shit all the time. You know, when he's working in, when, during his working life, he was running shit in his company, which means, you know, he was bringing home the bacon, which means he was gone most of the time. He could do whatever the fuck he wanted. He could boss his wife around, you know, give me some food, give me some this. I like this. I like that. Whatever, whatever, whatever. Hey, he brings home the bacon. He's gone most of the time. No problem. Fine. After he retires, he's home all the fucking time. You know, and he's not he doesn't really produce. Um income for the family like he did before and he's in the house which is the mother's territory that's why he just kind of they just kind of stay separately so that they don't butt heads basically that's how they keep the peace and how a lot of like older couples in japan keep the peace they're technically pretty much divorced you know and, and for the most part kind of fallen out of love a long time ago but you know they just live together just to kind of uh you know keep things going basically and and just leave it at that as long as they just stay out of each other's way they cool um you know she cooks cleans and he just fucks off you know and and then and then that's that's it like that's just how it goes but but yeah so when he said like again the situation is a little bit murky but when he said they set up an apartment for him for them right and he's like cool great we got an apartment we got a place to stay Bones, no, no. <laughs> I gotta take a drink. <laughs> That's trap number two. Again, I think I believe at this point he got a job. He was like, I got a job. I think cleaning windows or something like that after the baby was on the way, and they moved him out into an apartment. First off, he's got he's got a job, but a job is not a job and a job in Japan are very different. From my impression, the job that he got was kind of like a Hakken job or like a day labor type situation. They call him, say he has some work. He goes to work for the day, gets paid. That is not a, uh, a job. So, again, think about it from a Japanese perspective. Your daughter, first off, meets this guy who's divorced already. 
big strike against you right there. Being divorced, you know, one time already says, you know, failure is not really something that's that's good in Japanese society. So being divorced already says that something's wrong with you, right? Um, it's changing a bit, but generally speaking, that's kind of traditionally what it is, right? And because of the dad's situation as a blue show, I would imagine like that's kind of the thinking that they have. They probably have some study status. They probably have some money. So automatically they're thinking, okay, something's wrong with this guy. Two, he's a DJ. Three, he's a foreign person guy, a foreign guy. Four, he doesn't really speak Japanese. You know, five, he knocked up my daughter. Like, you know, and now they have to get married. So, and, and six, like, you know, because he doesn't have any money, he has to come live with us. That is not a recipe for success at all, especially in Japan. And because there's a language difference and because Japanese people are non-confrontational, they're not going to bring this shit directly to him. It's going to look all good on the surface. But whenever he's not in the room, those conversations, when the fuck is he getting out of here? When the fuck is he finding a real job? What the fuck is going on? All of those conversations are going on behind his back, which he doesn't see. All he sees is people smiling, people, you know, because they don't know how the fuck to deal with him. He's just like an alien walking around their house, like invading their privacy. They don't know what the fuck to do. You know, and again, I'm not saying this to bash bones. I understand. I understand. You're in a foreign situation. You know, you don't know what's going on. You try to make the most of it. You, you know, life threw you a curveball and you're just rolling with it. But, you know... I just kind of want to give this perspective for you guys listening so that you guys can prevent these type of situations from happening, especially because once a child is put into the mix, you know, especially if if you're not like a fucking deadbeat, you really put, you really, you know, thrown to the wolves kind of. And, you know, if you don't have any, a basic understanding of Japanese communication, Japanese culture, and, you know, your feet on the, on solid ground, you're, you're kind of at the mercy of, of wherever this shit takes you. And this is kind of the chaos that really comes with it. And I was talking to my mother-in-law about it. And basically she, she was right. She was like, you know, I just kind of summarized the situation pretty much. And she was like, yo, it's not on there it's not only about um she says something really really intelligent she was like it's not in japanese of course but she was basically like yo it's not only about personality you know it's not only about international relationships you know personality like you know it sounds like in their relation like they had a personality clash on top of being in a, a cultural clash you know it's japanese people who don't get along with japanese people you know so um, I can imagine that their situation, even if culturally they, they, you know, they had some issues, plus personality-wise it seemed like they clash, it's just a recipe for disaster. And, and that, I think that I was like, yeah, that's a really, really uh, important point, which, I, you know, I want you all to think about it as well. He just chose bad chicks, man, you know, and I think the nature of how the, he met these chicks, I would and the second one definitely he met in the nightclub. The first one he probably met in a similar situ- type situation. You know, and they were attracted to his flavor, you know, his style. But, the, you know, in their early, probably mid-20s, you know what I'm saying? Like, you got to be, you know, if you're going to have some fun, have some fun. Just be careful. Don't shoot up the club. Don't do, you know, anything like that unless, you know, because just don't bring any, like, you know those type of kids in in the situation because it's it's tough for him and and me and my mother i feel bad for his kid his, i think he had a daughter i feel bad for his daughter like you know because she's the one who's stuck in that type of situation she's caught between cultures caught you know in, in a, up in a lot of shit and she's got a lot of questions to answer and she's just like uh 
another i hate to say statistic but you know it is kind of a statistic and, and, it, and it's kind of sad you know that's who i feel for not him not her it's for the kid man mm. but anyway let me keep going through this bullshit so okay so yeah 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 so they move into the apartment and i guess the baby comes and he's working his job but now there's a bunch of other shit that goes on i won't really get into that too much you know um yeah just because i won't really speculate on that too much the mother-in-law she might have been a bitch you know but i won't i don't believe she's as evil as he said i just believe like you know things in japan things in japan are all good until they're not all good right if if you don't understand the nuances of japanese communication and japanese language and japanese culture so people basically you know i believe he said like she was fine at first and then she switched basically japanese people remember gaman they tried to put up with things as much as possible until they can't so like everything might seem like totally fine on the surface and then one day suddenly switch because without you realizing it, the person has been like stressing and agonizing over something. And finally, when they can't take it anymore, the whole shit just bleh, vomits itself out all over you. You know, that's why, you know, perception is so important because you not being able to see the nonverbal cues that a person is upset by something makes them even more upset. It compounds it. That's why I said, you know, that sixth sense reading the atmosphere is your spidey sense and is so important in dealing with Japanese people. If you don't have it, you're going to have a tough time here, right? That's why I said watch other people on the train. Watch different how different people interact. Watch these type of reactions. It's a survival mechanism that you need for this culture. And he didn't really have that. So I'm sure all the warning signs, you know, if I would have stepped foot in that living room, I would be like, woo, dude, die my fuck. We got to talk because fuck you know this shit's fucking crazy yeah i could you know he says his, his wife was working three jobs after the baby's born already fuck the family is not happy about that at all because traditionally the, after you have a baby you're supposed to be a housewife maybe even have a job it's a modern thing but three fucking jobs three fucking jobs fuck no fuck no she's stressed out she's busy she's working all the time they're living in the apartment bones this is not your apartment the dad gave you this apartment more than likely they're not paying rent if they are paying rent they're paying a little bit of rent which is under the rate of what a normal tenant would be would be paying so which means like automatically if you're paying under he's doing you a favor which means you're not living up to your responsibilities as a man inherently that's a recipe for disaster you know, I understand like he like, yo, we got a house, we got an apartment. Great. It's all good. But no, it's not. And it's not your place because you're not they own it that you don't own it. <clears throat> yeah. So, you know, as far as like the and same thing, as far as the mother in law coming and going, what he didn't understand was the mother in law is helping to take care of the daughter, the child to support his daughter, who her daughter, who has to work three fucking jobs. That's why she's coming and going as she pleases. That's why, you know, she's handling everything with the daughter. Like, you know, of course him, he's like, this is my daughter. I want to take care of it. But in her mind, it's like, yo, 
I'm taking care of this baby while you're fucking out of the house and while my daughter's ripping and running all, all over the street. So don't come at me getting in my way for doing my job because you can't do your job, which allows my daughter to do her job, which is take care of this baby. That's what I think the real conflict came in with him and the mother-in-law, right? She also might have been a bitch, too. I don't know, but but just that dynamic right there, like off the rip, not really butting in and not like kidnapping your baby so much, but she's picking up the slack for something that you can't do as a man is kind of what was really going on, you know, is what I saw. Um, yeah, and, and which was, which was uh-oh. Oh, okay. Hopefully some 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 indication came indication came up. I'm going to have to wrap this up pretty soon. Something came up. Hopefully this uh audio uh is okay. Um but yeah. Um so last thing he did like, you know, before all hell broke loose and the Yakuza and everything got involved. Um again, I think that was just like they just didn't know how the fuck what the fuck to deal with the situation. So again, it got really messy. I'm not blaming him. You know, I just think it got really messy. Um you know, for me, one thing that he did that really bothered me was was building a driveway. I don't know the dynamics of the place, but the equipment that he had to use was probably really fucking loud. He probably didn't get a permit for it, which is really a disturbance for the neighbors, which really could probably caused a lot of headaches and hiccups and things like that with their relationships with their other people as well. It was just a fucked up situation all around. But again, him, I got a car, it's, I got an apartment, I'm just going to make a pavement, but Japan doesn't really work like that. And... Yeah, you just can't go around doing shit like that. Like, you know, you cause a lot of weight. No one's going to come out their house and be like, what the fuck are you doing? They're going to open the blinds, look like, oh, shit, there's this foreign guy making a fucking driveway. What the fuck? You know, this shit's loud as fuck. Even if it is in the broad daylight, like, it's just, we just don't do that. You know, so, I don't know, whatever. That That's kind of what I see, you know, as far as... um what's going on what was going on in his story again uh, hopefully um, what i said gives some context gives gives you some food for thought if you are in a relationship with a japanese girl you know um some warning signs some things to look out for some preemptive um shit that you can do to really make sure this type of situation doesn't happen and just try your best to make sure you and your wife are on the same page before you bring a child into this world especially in general but especially in japan make sure you have some financial footing especially in japan you know um like serious conversations like not just like because of course she'll be like oh yeah it's fine like we'll work it out okay yeah but in theory i've said it before in theory and reality are two very different things and you're really 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 going to need to go into in-depth detail have a good relationship with her have a relationship with the family to make sure the type of shit that happened to him doesn't happen to you again because the, the tragedy for me is for the kid adults yeah you can go your separate ways you can go back to your country she can fuck off and do whatever the fuck she wants but the end, at the end of the day you have a kid you know, who, who stands out because she's half black, who is not really able to connect with her father, a whole complete side of herself, and who who's going to have to you know, have a mom who can't answer a lot of those questions that she's going to have to have, you know, about herself and her place in the world, you know, um, and, and, and I've seen like how that case ends up a few times, and I didn't like that pretty, that picture at all, and so, um, you know, not everyone, but just, you know, uh, it's tough you know it's tough and 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 hopefully this shit can avoid some of that you know um in some way or some form so 
So I'm just going to leave it right there. Um, next week, I'm not, again, the, the past two weeks I've been on some heavy shit. I'm going to try and come up with something a, a bit lighter for the next part episode. But um, shout out to Black Experience Japan, um, you know, for sitting through it. I, I was just cringing the whole time, like rolling around in my fucking chair. Um, he's a better person than me. I'd be like, oh, yo, what the fuck? <laughs> but yeah, but yeah. So I'm all right, y'all. I'm going to leave it there. Um, and I'm going to holler at you next time. Peace.